Tim Berg here, host of the Above180.com podcast. I had a chance to sit down and chat with Jason Belmonte. Now, we discuss some of the different things going on in bowling. We talk about one of the hot topics of the week, which is squad and equity, and Jason addresses that as well, like he did on social media. We also talk his involvement in the promotion, the new ball that came out from Storm, and we also talk about why in the world Jason would come to North Carolina, Charlotte area, and design a sock for bowlers, and he's wearing them all the time and loving them. So those are some of the things that we discuss on the Above180.com podcast. High Five Gear is a proud sponsor of Above180.com. H5G has thousands of designs to choose from and no hidden artwork fees. How awesome is that? Show your individuality and have your jersey tell your story. Online, you can order at www.high5gear.com today. Don't let fashion pass you by. Add H5G into your wardrobe and show off your individuality. Use code ABOVE180 at checkout for $20 off any H5G style. Thank you to all of our supporters and our fans. We appreciate it. Hey, bowlers, bowling this month is back. Bowling this month is bowling's trusted technical resource that's relied upon by thousands of serious bowlers, pro shop operators, and professional coaches. From independent ball reviews to great instructional articles on all facets of our sport, you'll find it all at bowlingthismonth.com. For less than the price of a cup of coffee per month, you can have online access to Bowling This Month's premium technical bowling content that will help you improve your game. Bowling This Month is so confident you'll be satisfied, they're offering a 14-day money-back guarantee to all subscribers. Check out BowlingThisMonth.com and sign up today. Tim Berg is ready to hit the lanes, approaching the issues that you, the bowler, want to know. From the latest equipment reviews, coaching, to drilling layouts, and the stars of the PBA. Now, here's your host, Tim Berg. Joining me on the Above180.com podcast is Jason Belmonte. Jason has 22 PBA titles, including 11 career majors. Two of those majors, in fact, coming this year. Jason, it's Tim Berg here. Thank you for joining me today. Tim, thank you for having me. All right. Well, you've had quite the busy year from bowling balls to socks. So now if people go to belmosocks.com, you've introduced your own bowling socks. So Jason, let's talk about this. And ultimately, what led you to do this and, and, and talk about Thorlos and your process in doing this and then ultimately how the socks help you when you're out there on the lanes? Yeah, I mean, uh, it has been a, a really busy year. Um, you know, the socks themselves have been uh, quite an interesting and exciting process. I mean, I've always been the kind of guy that never really worried or cared about socks. Didn't think it really mattered. I mean, I would, I'm that guy that goes to the store to buy the, you know, six pairs for six bucks. It didn't really matter. And then, um, I got, uh, an email asking if I would be interested in developing uh, bowling socks. And again, I'm like, yeah, well, you know, what, what is so good about socks? You know, I don't have any issues with socks what, what makes a good sock from a bad sock other than you know obviously extreme heavy socks for the for the cold so i was introduced to tholos and through conversation they were explaining to me way more about socks than i ever knew existed um and how socks can be comfortable how they can be durable how they can you know reduce sweat and odor from your feet all of this technology that I look at my socks now and go, how is all of this inside a sock? But there it is. So I was really interested in seeing how a bowling sock would benefit me on the lanes. And 
and off the lanes, to be honest. So did some testing and, you know, us bowlers, when we're bowling, you know, we bowl for long periods of time. Our shoes are generally pretty um, tight. And I have noticed over the years that, you know, especially in a warmer climate, my, my feet get sweaty and they become uncomfortable. These, you know, $1 pair of socks end up getting holes in them very frequently and I'm constantly buying new pairs of socks. So I was interested to see what, um, you know, new technology and socks could actually do. And then after the testing and bowling for hours, in pra- I mean, literal hours, just bowling, bowling, and then, you know, taking my bowling shoes off and then going for a run and then, you know, playing some tennis in the afternoon and realizing, oh my goodness, like these socks actually make a huge difference in my comfortability while I'm wearing any type of shoes, but also, you know, they aren't dripping wet from sweat when I'm running around or, in a in a warmer climate. Um, it, it, it was just super comfortable to wear the entire time. And then I wanted to know more. So I went to the headquarters of uh, Tholo in um, just outside of Charlotte in North Carolina. And they showed me the process. They, they showed me how it all happens. And then we made some finer touches again to make the, the product even better. And now here we are uh, with a Belmo 300 sock that you know I swear by. And I would highly recommend anyone who has any issues with feet, uh, whether they are comfortable in their shoes or if they do have a, um, you know, if, uh, if they are the type of people that, you know, sweat a lot through their feet um, with excessive use, these socks are certainly going to benefit you. I do get, however, Tim, I do get people go, how is this going to improve my average 10 pins? And I'm like, well, I don't think the sock is really designed to improve your average like that. I think that the concept behind the NanoGlide technology is to give you a more comfortable fit to make your feet, you know, sweat less and to breathe better. Um, that's the reason why I love them is that, but at the end of the day, they reduce the friction on the bottom of my foot when I'm sliding you know, towards the foul line or running around a tennis court or a basketball court or whatever it is. And it just helps with that, with that um, reduced friction. And that just lets me feel more comfortable. If I'm more comfortable, I'm probably going to bowl better or run better or play whatever it is that I'm doing better. And that's where I guess, uh, you know, the illusion of improving your average isn't simply about, yeah, you wear these socks and all of a sudden your swing becomes super straight and you get amazing leverage at the bottom of your swing. You know, it doesn't quite work that way. Well, the one thing, though, the socks do help with, though, Jason, is the low kinetic friction for maximum abrasion reduction, hence no blisters on your feet. We all know about blisters on your hands, how they're a pain in your butt when you're bowling. But if you have blisters when you're trying to walk and, and you're, you're stepping, you know, you're bowling out there, too, and sliding, that can add some issues, too. And I will tell you, I've, I've been wearing these, too, now, and, and you're, not, you're not blowing smoke, mate. They're really a good, a good sock. They breathe. I'm out here in Arizona. It's 105 degrees. And they breathe really good. And I kind of was in the same boat as you at first. I thought, socks are socks. You just buy the six packs and you're good to go. But no, these are different. They help you. They breathe better. Sometimes bowling centers, you get five or six guys on a pair, on a lane. If you're bowling league or tournaments, it can get stuffy and sweaty in there. These socks don't do it. And like you said, ultimately, though, I think if we all stay comfortable when we're bowling, we're going to produce better on the lanes. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, blisters, like you said, it's just like anything else. If it's if you're not comfortable because of injury, or you know your 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 skin rubbing against the sock because it's damp, because it's a crappy quality sock, and and you know you get irritation, 
Um, it just makes it harder to bowl. It makes it harder to do anything in life. Like I'm wearing the socks right now. I'm talking to you <laughs> and I'm wearing the socks. And, and that's the point of these socks is it was designed and they're designed to just be a comfortable sock no matter what it is that you're doing. So hopefully people go to belmosocks.com. Um, try them out for yourselves. You'll see all the rave reviews from other people who have used them. A lot of people on the PBA tour and the ladies tour um, have gotten a pair and have either Instagrammed or tweeted or Facebooked their reviews. And the best part about it is I haven't asked them to do any of that. It's it's They've done it organically, and that made me really happy to see Jason, the promotion also came out not too long ago. Not that you didn't have enough going on between bowling and socks and everything else, but you also helped design a bowling ball. You and Storm came together and you collaborated with them on this bowling ball, so I'd love to get your thoughts on that. Now that the bowling ball is complete and it's out there, what was that process like for you from everything, from you know giving some input regarding the core design, the cover stock, Heck, even, you know, the the scent of the bowling ball. Talk about that a little bit. And what was probably one of the more, uh, the things you you maybe don't think about, but you really had to think about when you're engaged so much in this process. Yeah, well, I mean, there's, like you just said, there's so much that goes into it. But I think the biggest lesson that I've learned when, you know, been behind uh, the, uh, the the release of a bowling ball and, and doing all of the creation of it has been, um the science of finding the right weight block with the right cover stock. So when I go into the meeting and we talk about design of the bowling ball, I want there to be a reason why this ball exists, right? I want to have a very specific um, idea in mind. So when we did Timeless and when we did Drive, we had very specific ideas. And when it comes out to the mainstream public, you find that a very – you know, very clear indication of who likes this ball on what kind of pattern did it work best on. So you learn from what you're seeing from the public. So after those first two experiences, I came into the office and I said, hey, guys, you know what I think we need to do is those two balls that we made were very specific to higher rev guys or uh, a lower volume with more friction oil patterns. You know, I'm looking for something that no matter what you're bowling on, you can pull this ball out of your bag and, and it's going to have a chance, at least give you a good indication of, you know, a shape that I'm looking for, more control, you know, so that way, whether they're hard, whether they're easy, whether they're oily, whether they're dry, you're going to be able to get a good read from this ball. So talking with Hank Boomershine a lot about, you know, weight blocks and cover stocks, um, you know, he came to me and he said, listen, I've got uh, three brand new weight blocks and I have three different cover stocks that I would like you to try out and tell me what you think. So we had blank bowling balls. I didn't know what was inside them and I didn't know what was wrapped around them. I was just given these test balls to throw and I was given two of each so I could drill them differently as well. And then after um, copious amounts of testing, you know, I would eliminate certain balls from the rack that I didn't like or that I felt you know, was similar to something that we had in the line already or was too close to what we'd already done. And then eventually I came down to what we now call the promotion. It's uh, a spec cover stock. So you have a very, very, very strong cover, which blends the lane out, creates controlled um, shape. But then we have a brand new weight block in the piston weight block, which has two kind of ellipses that are both asymmetrical but when you put them together 
creates a symmetrical shape. So now we have a symmetrical weight block that is designed for continuation, but a very strong cover stock, which gives you control. So now as you move more into the oil and you hit the friction to the outside part of the lane, the cover stock is basically keeping it under control while the weight block says, no, 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 I want to keep going left. So the angular shape is now a very smooth curve and it allows the player to control the pocket, which when I was testing it, I kept saying, I, I can't wait for low rev players, high rev players, lefties, righties, two-handers. Like, I can't wait for everyone to throw this ball because it's unlike anything that we've ever made before. Storm is so well known for length and angularity. And then our strong balls are so well known for like early pickup on the lane. Um, and this ball is kind of the best of both worlds. It, it creates the control of a big ball, but it still gives you overall hook uh, like our angular balls do. But because it's so controlled, you know, it's going to limit the amount of trouble you get into. So I'm going to be using this ball a lot on the, on the pro tour. I think a lot of guys and girls on the pro tours are going to use this a lot. And I'm excited for everyone else out there to use it in their leagues and tournaments as well. So then how um, how satisfying then has it been for you to see people and have you send you the videos in all different styles and shapes and lefties, righties, two-handers, one-handers, sending you the videos of them throwing the ball because of all your hard work that went into this. And now you also see what the guys back at the plant go through with every release that they put out. And it probably gives you some more, a little bit of a different perspective on, on a new release too. Yeah. Yeah, it's extremely rewarding, but I want to make it very, very clear. You know, I have uh, no skills in the actual design of a weight block. I have no chemistry knowledge on how to create a cover stock. You know, that's the brilliant people at Storm. And then through our conversations and through our discussions about what I want to see from a ball, they're able to build something like that. And that's, to me, blows my mind still. Like, you know, Hank, uh, when talking to him and I asked him straight to it, so I said, how do you even draw this? And he said, you know, you kind of sometimes you just need a napkin in front of you and a pencil and it just comes to you and you start drawing the shape and, and then you start to mold it a little differently and you make a few changes here and there and, and that's it. That's how it's done. And like that simplicity to him, it's so difficult to even fathom from my perspective. So, you know, I think that's, been one of the things that I'm really proud of is the the, the ability to not just um, you know make bowling balls, but to learn from our previous ones, to work together really closely, and to continue to strive for better products through that conversation by listening to our customers and watching customers throw the ball. So when people send me videos now of a promotion striking, and I see you know what that was you know this guy has a rev rate below 300 and he really likes it, and then the next video I get sent is a uh, you know, a two-handed power player who's at the left gutter curving the whole lane, and I still see that really controlled, smooth shape. I'm like, wow. You know, like, it blows my mind how that's what I'm looking for, and then Hank and the guys at Storm are able to build something like that. It's just, yeah, it's very exciting. I'm very proud to be a part of, you know, such a, a, a an amazing group of people at Storm to build something so that I'm really, really proud of, and hopefully, like I said, gives a lot of people success. All right, well, Jason Belmonte here on the Above180.com podcast. Jason, let's um, let's move on to bowling. As um, as you're you're taking a little bit of time off before the summer swing, you're here for for Bowl Expo. You were, were doing a lot of great stuff in states in the states, and now you're 
you're um, you're coming back over here for the summer swing coming up. So let's talk about that and how you're preparing. And although you're not here, you're certainly still keeping an eye on what's going on and the in, in the folks and watching the folks that are bowling on the tour these days. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, the first four months of the year, five months of the year, were pretty hectic, um, and it it had me away from home a lot. I think in the first four months, I was home for a total of eleven days. So coming into the summer your time the winter of my time i'd already um you know worked out with my family a certain period of time that i was going to spend home and if that meant i had to miss a few events then then so be it but as you said you know i'm keeping my eye on the pba tour and um, i'm a fan of bowling to start with so you know whether i'm bowling or not i'm still watching all types of bowling and um yeah i mean it was a a great first uh swing um or first event of the summer uh, kind of tour um and now it's in now uh, is it warmington i don't know the pronunciation warmington right that's correct yep yeah so now we're in warmington and you know i'm again checking the scores out and i must say though this particular week has uh inspired me to be a little vocal on social media about something that you know i've been very passionate about for a really long time and that's uh squad disparity squad inequity and um, you know, when I wake up and I say the scores, the one thing as a bowling fan that I want and as a bowler myself is I want everybody who's going to play, whether I'm there or not, to be able to, you know, come off the lanes and say, yep, I gave it everything I got and it was as fair as could possibly be. And unfortunately, when you have multiple squads, um, it's it's a science that's impossible. It's no one's fault. It's not like anyone is trying to create squad inequity if anything we're doing everything we can to not create squad inequity but because it's an impossible science it's going to happen so i wake up and you know i see a squad basically gets run over by b squad you know one player from a squad in the top 10 nine in the top 32 which was the cut i mean that that kind of you know just really bothers me because there are guys who are bowling out there that are trying to put food on the table for their kids who are trying to make a name for themselves in their career who have sponsors that they're trying to you know keep happy and due to no one's fault other than an impossible science this week is is an impossible week for a lot of those guys in a squad so you know there's only one solution um and that's to remove multiple squads you, everyone bowls at the same time, and that way, when you come off the lanes, there's no oh I got run over by another squad. It was I got out bowled by people today, and that's how you know we bowlers need to be able to think. It, it's what we need to be able to say and not have the you know the excuse of of squad disparity. So yeah, you can tell. I get a little flustered about it because it's just, it's no one's fault. It's just, it just sucks that this is the way that oils and patterns and time on the lanes um, and time of day on the lanes and how things can change. It's, it's just unfair for someone and to expect the PBA, like when, when I hear the, the players or fans, you know, complain to the PBA, like, Oh, this is unfair. A squad got run over by B squad. It's like, you're asking them to perform a miracle every single event, not like once every now and then. It's every single time we turn up, we expect it to be fair. 
and they do their very best to make it fair. And they would have laid the exact same oil pattern down on the lanes. Like I said, it's no one's fault. We've just got to get rid of the, the possibility of this happening. So when you're um, when you're on an A squad, like would would you would you have sensed that today? Like for example, when you see this and you're like, okay, well this is on you know whatever I scored. Would you would you or is it just a complete crapshoot every time where you're like, well I don't know, B B squad could run over A squad or we could be we could be the nuts this this week. I don't know. It depends. Well, that's right. You don't know, and you only know until the second squad goes out. You know, and and the thing that's kind of even that makes it even harder uh, when you have multiple squads is typically, no matter what, the B squad will always have an advantage of knowing what A squad has done. So when you're making a decision on the lanes, knowing if you need to take a risk to try a, a, a different bowling ball in a different part of the lane because, hey, I already know my score right now is not enough to make the cut. Um, you know, I'm going to take that risk. You can do that. You have the luck. Now, if you're an A squad, you don't know what's going to happen. So, you, so now your decisions are: Do I play it safe, or do I do I make, take the risk? If I take the risk, and then I bowl a little worse. Well, I could have played it safe and, and and made the cut where the B squad players get that. Then you throw onto the fact of you know the way that the lanes can play and how they can play different. All of a sudden now, you know every single time you go out there, you don't know what's going to happen. A squad might have it b squad might have it but irrespectively of which squad has it and you can say well it'll all even out in the end that's not the point the point is every time we go out into the lanes there is going to be a chance for something to happen that becomes unfair and there's only like i said one solution is we got to find a way where we get rid of multiple squads if you're concerned about entries then bring back an elite field type, have a pre-tournament qualifier, PTQ, allow people to enter, have X amount of spots eligible to make the, the tournament round. But once you kick it off for the, the main event, we should all be bowling at the same time. You know, if you just out-bowl everybody, then you deserve to be at the top. You shouldn't have to out-bowl everybody in your squad and then wake up or, you know, go to the bowl or watch the scores later on and say, but why are those guys playing there? Like, we couldn't play there. That was impossible for our squad to do it. I outbowled everyone, and now I'm 10th overall because I couldn't play a part of the lane that wasn't available to me at that particular time of the day. And it's, I, I want to make this very, very clear. It's no one's fault. It's no one's fault. It's just science that we haven't been able to master. So let's just remove the, that part of the equation. And before our time is up, Jason, I want to mention H5G Brands. High Five, one of the fine sponsors here of the podcast. They do a great job. Now, this time I want to highlight something that's a really cool aspect that High Five has, and it's called their LEAP program. So it's a, a neat thing you can do if you're looking to get a jersey through them, a dye-supplemented jersey, and design your own team jersey with them, and you can pay a small fee every week for that jersey. So it's a very cool way to, to handle things, and, and you're not paying all at once. So check all that out. at the, You go to their website, h5gbrands.com forward slash leap. You can also send them an email, sales at H5G Brands, and you'll get that figured out as well. They can help you with all the information. No individual artwork fees, all sorts of designs, thousands of designs. You get to design your own jersey, and uh, they help you and walk you through the entire process. So check all that out, h5gbrands.com. 
Another sponsor of the Above180.com podcast is BowlingThisMonth.com. Now, BowlingThisMonth.com is a great website. They have bowling ball reviews. We spoke earlier regarding the promotion, so you want to check out their ball review of the promotion. Pretty much in line with what Jason says, but you can check it out there uh, at BowlingThisMonth.com. All sorts of great articles, articles about practicing. I'm seeing some new stuff up on the website. Lots of great insight and information. Again, everything at your fingertips, BowlingThisMonth.com. Bowling's best and most comprehensive technical resource, all at your fingertips, bowlingthismonth.com. Jason, just a few more here. Now, one of your good pals on the tour, Bill O'Neill, won in Virginia, and Bill received a little bit of grief from some folks because he's probably been a little bit resistant to the whole urethane thing. Some of it probably tongue-in-cheek, but I'm sure some of it, too. He's, he's kind of you know, kind of been resistant there and sticking to the reactive resin type pieces. So have you guys chatted since he won? And um, and I'd love to get your perspective on him winning. And then he ultimately won using urethane a majority of the time. Yeah, I mean, William it has never been one to shy away from using urethane. He's uh, the type of player where he's going to use whatever ball he deems to, to or he thinks is going to work for him. I think you know, all of his uh, disagreements with using urethane, for the most part, have been quite humorous. It's it's not necessarily too serious. He might poke fun at people using urethane because, you know, the, the way that he used to describe it was, oh, well, you use urethane because you can't trick a reactive to do what you have to do. And that was kind of like the running joke. But at the end of the day, you know, he sees whatever he sees on the lane and he'll use whatever ball he wants to use that's going to give him the best possible reaction. And lately it's been the urethane ball. What I think is quite amusing to me is the players who complain about urethane and then don't use urethane and decide to just complain about it. And I've never understood that philosophy. You know, you're going to complain about a product or a type of ball that seems to be working for your competitors and yet out of stubbornness uh, um, or because, you know, you uh, you see yourself above using urethane bowling balls that you choose not to use that type of ball out of some protest and all it's doing is hurting, you know, your bottom line at the end of the year. It, it just baffles me every time I read a tweet saying something about urethane balls. I'm like, well, then drill one. And use one. If you're not very good at using urethane, get better at it. Like most of the guys on tour, like a Bill O'Neill who wasn't very good at using urethane and perhaps one of the reasons why he wasn't using urethane earlier in his career more often, well, he saw a need for it, worked on his game, worked on throwing urethane. And look at this. He wins a tournament, leads the next squad that he's bowling with a urethane ball. To me, that's the mentality and the philosophy that every professional bowler should have is – you know, understanding your weaknesses, understanding your competitor's strengths and finding ways to limit your weaknesses and, and improve on, on where others are stronger than you so you can get better than them at their own game. And that's, you know, that's going to be the difference between the guys who will be remembered as one of the greats um, and guys who were, you know, good bowlers. And that's ultimately the, the difference too when we see that you guys have – you know, or a four-week break on tour or a six-week break or whatever the amount of time is, the guys that just go home and, and relax and chill and hit the golf course every other day are not getting better. And then there's guys like you're saying and the guys who want to be remembered as, as great bowlers who are working on their the, the weaker points in their game so that they can 
then go out and compete when they need to use that weaker point, maybe to get a check or even win a tournament, like you said. Yeah, and we we players and ball reps and tour reps and and coaches, we see that when we go back out. You know, we see the players who look identical from two, three years ago who, you know, aren't pulling out any extra tricks that they have from two or three, five years ago. And then you see players who have improved, who have learnt new tricks. And here are two here are two really prominent cases. One is EJ Tackett. EJ was never good at the slow wheel or even, you know, the slow loft over the left gutter when the lanes would get really tight down lane but have a lot of friction in the front part of the lane. He would always try to utilize his speed to get through the fronts. And he realized that's not working as well as it needs to. And then he works on, you know, the slow wheel and the slow loft. And, you know, the last time that I saw him bowl that way, I'm like, I didn't know he could do that, which was actually at the Indianapolis Open um, this year when I watched him do it. And he was good at it. He wasn't amazing at it, but he was good at it. And he's only going to get better. Then you look at another guy like a Chris Prather. You know, this is the kind of guy that, you know, was really good at, the slow wheel and hitting the ball with everything that he had. He was really good at curving the lane. And then I'm watching him play tournaments where he's piping 10 and taking his hand out of the ball. And now you watch him play the first three or four games of a tournament where he's playing them a lot straighter. He's up there in the standings because he's great at that new skill. He's been working on that. And then when they open up a little bit, he moves to his more natural game. And the only difference is now he's not trying to catch pins. He's trying to pull away from people at the top of the leaderboard. And, you know, we see it. We see these players that make those changes and we see the people who are working hard. And then for the most part, the ones who aren't making those changes, um, you know, they're, they're not happy. <laughs> and it sucks. It's just a tough game. Sports is a tough game. There's always going to be someone who's going to be better than you at something. And it's our job to do everything we can to continually better ourselves so you know we limit the amount of people that are better at uh, than us at a certain skill and yeah i commend billy and anyone else who's using urethane um and getting better at it it's not easy to use urethane when a lot of people are using urethane it's not easy to make um the ball strike a lot with urethane once there's a little oil down at the other end of the pattern so if you're able to work that out and and practice and that becomes a, a skill of yours it is very beneficial not just on the pba tool but anywhere you go so you know good to them i'm happy to see people doing well that are working hard on their games and i'm really excited to get on tour and mix it with these guys because i miss competing as much as i love been home there's always a part of me that's keeping on my eye on the scores and i want to get back out there all right. Well, Jason, we will see you competing at the Summer Swing coming up here soon. So we'll we'll be watching for you on Flow Bowling there. And I also want to remind folks again, belmosocks.com. Check out the socks. Give them a try. Just, you know what, if you're on the fence, order one pair. Don't, you know, don't go hog wild ordering a bunch. Order one pair, maybe two pair because you guys, you have you have the crews, which are more if you're wearing the shorts. And if and then if you're doing the pants, get the longs and, and you'll be set. But just try them. Trust me, they're good. They're a good product. They're made here. Like you said, Jason, they're made in uh, in North Carolina. So they're made stateside and they're a great product and, and designed, again, as a bowler, they're designed by a bowler. So you know what people are looking for. When a bowler designs something, there's that amount of trust that goes behind a product too. So Again, check out belmosocks.com for that. And, Jason, we will be seeing you out on the PBA Tour, so all the best of luck 
with uh, everything coming moving forward for you and bowl well out there. I appreciate it, Tim. Thank you for your time. Thank you for letting me rant and talk about products. I appreciate it. <laughs>